1: The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. And you can join us in many
0: ways, one of which is on Twitter, at yourtechreport, facebook.com slash report, our YouTube channel. Lots of fun stuff there for you to check out, youtube.com slash yourtechreport online. And, of course, our website, Mitchell. YourTechReport.com Welcome to an awesome week Welcome to February Happy Groundhog Day Mitchell You yes. know I was thinking the other day I'm like You know uh, this that's, past That's scary right now but I know. Go ahead yeah. This past Thursday Was Groundhog Day mm-hmm. And uh, whatever his name is Punxsutawney Phil Saw his shadow <laughs> okay. So six more weeks of winter, which is, gotcha. uh, doesn't really affect you much at all because you're in Los Angeles. But that's Let's okay. See, that's
3: another six weeks of 70-degree weather. Go ahead. Yeah, Jeff.
0: that's okay because the groundhog said so. But then I got thinking, I'm like, you know, groundhog, you know, my my kids, and there's a whole generation of people from now basically onwards that will never associate Groundhog Day with Bill Murray or that movie. Uh. Or, or the day movie? repeating over and over again. <laughs> to them, it's like this, this, this groundhog is seeing a shadow. So then we, I, I brought this up at the dinner table, and my wife goes, What about a dial tone? And then I'm like, What about a busy signal? And she goes, What about flipping a cassette? I'm like, What about an 8 track? I'm like, What about an answering machine? You know, an actual answering machine. What oh, about a payphone.
3: That's brilliant.
0: And then it, we went into this whole tangent, and my kids are looking at us like, What are you talking about? You crazy people. You know, phones that, you know, just were phones?
3: <laughs> you, you know what's funny, Mark? We we had this little game, you know, because uh, I'm like you in that we like to save some of our old tech or some of our old favorite cell phones or, you know, head units, all these different stuff that we saved from back in the day, right? So my wife and I had this little game that we played sort of with the kids, and the game basically is, do you know what this is? So we would take out the cassette tape, do you know what this is? Uh... And I think, you know, the kids are like, it plays something. They knew it played something. Well, that's Not good. exactly sure. And, you know, some people. They so probably saw an emoji these- about it. <laughs> exactly. And the funny part is, I mean, it's the funny part and the sad part. The, the, the great and funny part is, you know, there's so many great new technologies coming out every day that are obviously much more relevant and useful and powerful than anything that we had back in the day. The sad part is, it's like the things that we grew up on, you associate these things with your youth. You know, your favorite, your favorite teams, your favorite gadgets, that's all part of growing up. And it's like you can't really share a lot of what you grew up with because no, no one really gets it now. It's not relevant now. Especially for me, being in my you know, post-40s. Um, so, yeah, it, it's funny, but it's at the same time, it's also just a wee bit sad.
0: Well, <laughs> welcome to this edition of your Check It For We're going to entertain you, I promise. We've got a great hour lined up. Um, Asus, we're going to speak to Vivian Leanne, the Chief Marketing Officer at Asus North America, to talk about all their really cool products that were announced at CES. Really cool laptops. We've got some gaming rigs. We've got some phones. Their new Zen Watch. All of the stuff which we're going to review on the show, we're going to post to our YouTube channel so we're going to talk to her um, off the top of the show. We're going to speak to a very cool company called Moen, who you may know all of them. I mean, they, they've been making shower heads and faucets and, and things in our bathrooms and kitchens. Well, they're getting all techie, which is really cool. We're not going to tell you any more about that. And then we're going to speak to a very cool guy from Cisco. Cisco is a company that owns Linksys. They have been making networking for, I mean, longer than we've been alive, really, since computers were in existence. Uh, and they have an annual cybersecurity report. And you know what, Mitchell? There's some things oh, you're going to hear about that you're going to be like, really? You know, those things are still happening. We're still getting viruses through email. All this stuff is, is still exists, and there are ways that you can combat this, and we're going to talk all about that, but we also have to award... Our, our giveaway. I mean, we've been we've had this Ring video doorbell plus to chime, the whole package. We announced yes. it a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was on YouTube. People had to comment on the post, and we had a lot of people submit entries. And we're going to be doing that before we even go to a break. We're going to announce the winner of that Ring video doorbell. And again, well, I want to thank them at Ring because I mean, their product is awesome. It's outstanding. We really don't just give away stuff because we think you know someone just gives it to us. We really think this is cool, and we wanted to share it with our listeners. And we're going to do ew. that in the in the segment.
3: Yeah, and we also want to encourage people to check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, as Mark said, youtubecom slash online. And we say this because when you subscribe, you open yourself to being, a, you know, you can you're eligible to win all these things. And we do, Mark, the way we've been doing it. We've been giving away between one and two prizes a month. So it isn't like we wait six months to do something. No, no, you know, we if you missed, have missed out on something. App- something yeah, and if you if you missed out on the ring doorbell, uh, we have another pretty nice item coming up very soon that you are going to definitely want to check out. Now, Mark, before we go any further, yes, do you want to tell do you want to tell the story uh, about what happened at All Star Weekend? And how the folks at AT&T, specifically our friend oh, Meredith Red over at AT&T, really saved your buns.
0: Well, it, the, the, to make the long story short is that I was in a situation where I needed an internet connection and I wasn't able to get one um, that I needed. Um, and and thanks to Meredith, I reached out and I said, do you have any solutions here? You know, I need to get internet. Um, I'm going to be above ground. It's not like I'm on the tunnel somewhere. And she uh, she handed over this incredible rocket stick. Um,
3: no, I, it's it's the AT&T Beam, more AT&T specifically. AT&T Beam, yes. Sorry, yeah. I, I, yes. my
0: rocket stick, my old, the AT&T Beam, which is a, a small USB device. It is smaller than like a matchbook. It plugs into a computer. It can plug into various devices and gives anything you anything
3: with a USB port, anything
0: right? with a USB and gives you instant AT&T 4G LTE. It saved my butt on so many occasions this past weekend when I was in L.A., Thank you so much to at t This product is really cool. We are going to do a video about it. We're going to talk about it. That's We're going right. to explain how it works and why it's one of these things that are going to be in my gear bag for the for the foreseeable future, Mitchell.
3: But isn't that, I mean, isn't that the best way to, I mean, talk about a real world example, a real world situation, the way we test things. And this 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 kind of goes to the way we look at things all, all around. Wouldn't you say, yeah. Mark, when we get, we don't always have necessarily the, the fastest, something comes out, we don't have a full hands-on review or a full living with it review the next day because sometimes it takes a week or two weeks to live with something and really figure out how it fits into your lifestyle. It's hard to do that in one day. So, our reviews usually take a little bit of a different turn, more of a real user's approach. And Mark, what better way to find out how great a product is than to really need it and to have it save you. So, well, yeah, we're going to have our full hands on with this. But yes, thank you again to Meredith Redd and our friends at at and because this thing, uh, the Beam, was really, really helpful.
0: And we got, it. we got this interesting comment on one of our videos when we uh, did the is Develop video. One of the comments right. was, are you going to be doing a longer term review and we are going to be doing a longer term review because I've had uh, over a month now with the product and lots of things to talk about and lots lots of things to share we're going to do that here on the show, plus maybe maybe on YouTube, we'll see about that. We'll see, Mitchell. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But we
3: encourage you. We encourage you to let us know either through email or commenting on uh, the YouTube videos. Let us know, like like the person that wrote about you know the follow up uh, the follow up review. If there's something you want to hear a more in depth piece on, or maybe a new product that we haven't talked about that we can reach out and get a review unit and then share with you uh, both on the radio end and on the YouTube end. Let us know because we design this so we can be responsive to what you guys want. We really want it to be an interactive experience. So. Keep on keep those emails coming, keep those YouTube comments coming, because it helps us create a show that's more tailored to what you guys want.
0: So let's talk about this week. It was a fun week in tech. Not too, I didn't, mean, not too much going on. I mean, at the top of the news, Tesla has dropped the name uh, Tesla Motors from its name, so it's just going to be known as Tesla. I think this makes sense following their Solar City acquisition and the fact right. that this company is really focusing on electricity. And if you obviously you know the name Tesla and know the roots of that, you know where that is coming from. Amazon has announced some plans to build a 1.5 billion dollar air car. Cargo Hub in Kentucky, you know, Amazon blows my mind. It blows Air my mind. Cargo. wow, okay. It blows my mind on how fast they can deliver things. There are things I order on a Sunday and I get it Monday morning, um, and we're not talking about just on the U.S., we're talking about in Canada as well. They have really built themselves up to be a, in an all-in-one shopping portal that blows my mind in every way, shape, or form, using every kind of carrier, including their own, to make sure that you get your packages on time, and everything from that to their customer service continues to blow my mind.
3: Yeah, I mean, there are very few companies you can say, Mark, that over-deliver that really, truly over-deliver what they promise. And they do. They promise great service and they and they manage to over-deliver. Like you said, I've ordered things on a Saturday night and gotten them on a Sunday morning. And this was for two-day shipping, not overnight shipping. I just paid for two-day in you know, my regular Prime two-day shipping. It came the next morning. I don't know how they do it. They continue to innovate. I guess having this hub will allow them to get even faster deliveries out. I mean, we know they're now doing two-hour same-day delivery. So centralizing these hubs all across the country, all throughout North America, is really going to help them just expedite their deliveries that much more so yay for a company that was already getting right it's only getting better
0: it's, it's only getting better i'm telling you uh you know we're less <laughs> than a month away from the nintendo switch's actual release it was it seems wait. like it seems like yesterday we were just uh you know watching that keynote announcement uh what excites you the most about this console
3: Uh, uh, the flexibility of it. I think the idea, I mean, Nintendo has always been great about making portable games. They've been great about making console games, but the one downside is, you know, you couldn't have both. If you were going to make a console game portable, it had to be dumbed down in some way to have its own portable version because the graphics weren't supported on a portable machine. That's not the case now with the Switch. Now we'll be able to take, uh, the idea of playing Breath of the Wild... Unplugging it out of the dock and just playing it in 720p, gorgeous. It's gonna be. I'm really looking forward to that. Plus, I was impressed by the Joy-Con sticks, Mark. These these controllers, these new Joy-Con controllers, do a whole lot more than people know. I think there's even more to it with sensors and cameras and the the new HD you know HD rumble. I think there's so many features here that people are really gonna love. The only thing we're waiting for is to make sure there're gonna be enough games to support it. And I think if you in the coming months you're gonna see more and more games popping up, even if they're upgraded ports from Wii U games, I just want more content but just the idea that I can play a a console quality game in my hands in the car, on the bus, if I were taking the bus, which I haven't done in years, but still the fact that I could is really exciting what intrigues you, because I know you don't have as much hands-on time on Nintendo as I do but is there a feature that stands out for you?
0: I think just as you said, the portability aspect of it—the yeah, ability yeah. to just kind of play on your on your on your on your TV and not have to worry about only being able to play there, being able to take it and make it, you know, be portable with it—really is appealing. Because to me, I don't get a lot of Xbox time. I don't let get, get, get a lot of game time because my kids want to play when I right. want to play, and when they want to play, it's up to them what we get to play with. Uh, daddy doesn't get a, a chance to, you know, really have a say in that. If I wanted to, I'd have to do it after hours, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Whereas this, I can just kind of pop it off, and I can I can do it as I. Please, when I please,
3: and the whole thing is here is the thing: you don't even have to pause the game and save it. All you do is lift it out. You could be mid mid moment in a game and just pull it out of the dock, and you're just continuing seamlessly. That that's a little bit of a little bit of Nintendo magic for you,
0: you know. Aside from future giveaways, we've got some really cool products on their way towards us, and I wanted to talk a little bit about them, sure, and to tease our listeners because we've got <laughs> Dell. Um, we're going to be talking to them in a couple weeks. They announced some really cool products, but one of of those products really excited me, and that was the Dell XPS 13 2-in-1. They're Mm -hmm. taking the whole 2-in-1 concept to a different level by keeping that keyboard attached and keeping the computer together, and that one with a beautiful infinity display, a beautiful computer is on its way to you. I mean, it might be in your grubby hands as I as I even you know speak right now.
3: I'm sorry. Do you mean the gorgeous XPS 13-inch 2-in-1 that is in my dining room right now and has one of the most gorgeous displays on any device I've ever seen really? that is incredibly fast, incredibly powerful? Are, you, are we talking about that one?
0: We are talking about that one. Oh, and
3: yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool.
0: Um, pretty cool. <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's just absolutely that's rude. Mean. That's um, just rude, isn't it? Yeah. UMA, another company that we uh, had the uh, pleasure of interviewing a couple weeks ago post CES, they have sent us uh, sent us their 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 home system, um, which is going to be really really cool because their whole home automation element of it and their home security element is coming out soon. So we're going to be able to get hands on with that as well. And, th- and the thing I love about doing these reviews and doing these hands on is that we get a lot of people who ask questions about it and they want to know more about it, which kind of forces us to ask those questions, which is really really neat. Uh, but you know, ASUS is sending me as I you know said you know we. Have an interview today on the show coming up with Vivian right. and Leanne but they're sending me the phone and the watch which is I've, I've never experienced the, uh, the Asus phone I've never experienced the Zen watch and I'm looking forward to that
3: I gotta tell you, I've never seen an Asus product that wasn't well built, well thought out, uh, easy to use, great user interface. I've we've, been, we've both been on board since the early Transformer days, and this is a company that some people originally knew as making components for building PCs and have since evolved into great monitors, great desktops, lap, laptops, not even their, you know, Republic of Game. I mean, come on, the gamers know everything about them. Great company.
0: Okay, drum roll, please. The winner. <laughs> Of our Ring Video Doorbell do that, Giveaway, which includes the chime and includes the beautiful doorbell. And the whole package that's easy to install is one Mr. Chris Stanley. Chris Stanley, Yay, Chris. thank you for following <laughs> us. Thank you for sharing our video. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash online. We uh, have already been in touch, and we will uh, make sure that you get your beautiful product. And we want pictures. We want video. We want to see everything that you've got going on. Speaking of going on, Mitchell... Asus, yes. right after a quick break, as well as Moen and, of course, Cisco, all about cybersecurity. Wow, what a packed show. It is Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Flalo. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. And go to our website, Williams, Lots of stuff there. YourTechReport.com. We're back in a moment with Asus.
1: There's more Your Tech Report after this. Back to Your Tech Report.
0: Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you, or Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Aflalo with you, depending on what, uh, what direction you're looking at us right now. Uh, follow us on Twitter. It is at your yourtechreport, facebook.com, slash report. YouTube as well, and go to yourtechreport.com. Lots of ways to get in touch with us and to experience our exciting interviews and content, such as the one that's about to start.
3: Yeah, and this one is kind of an exciting one for us because this is a company that uh, has been making products that Mark and I have been using for years. And it's kind of interesting, though, because I I wonder what the perception is because back in the day, Unimarket used to build a lot of PCs. And a lot of the components I would use in my, and I know you did too, uh, would be ASUS. You know, I'd use my ASUS motherboard and anything ASUS I would put in my computer because they made the best components. But here we are, you know, fast forward to today, 2017. Asus makes everything from monitors to beautiful gaming rigs to phones. I mean, they have such a vast product lineup. It's not just about components. They make everything, and they make everything really well. So
0: I'm kind of excited about this next interview, Mark. Well, let me introduce our guest, who is uh, Vivian Lien, the CMO of Asus North America. Welcome to your tech report. Thanks for joining us.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: You must have had an exciting CES because when I look at the current product lineup from Asus, I mean, I see the Phone line, I see the Zenbook line and the Transformer line, and then the Republic of Gamers. I mean, this is a pretty wide gamut for you guys to cover.
4: Absolutely. You know, this is uh, the case with every CES. Uh, we always have, uh, we never have a shortage of very exciting products. <laughs> the question is, uh, how do we put them in a the, in the form and fashion that really uh, makes sense to a lot of the users out there? Um, But definitely, you know, we cover the full range, like you said.
0: You know, I'm excited about a lot of different products, but I'm curious on a personal level, what excites you most about CES? What is the, the one or two different products that you walk away from saying, I was really excited about that?
4: Well, let me, um, you know, if you, if you can, uh, let me put you through this, uh, kind of our process of, uh, uh, selecting all these products every year for CES. Uh, we start out with, uh, like I said, a host of products and we go through this vetting process and this is literally like a kid in the candy store experience. <laughs> uh, we look at all these next generation cutting edge technologies, but, um, you know, if I have to pick one favorite child, uh, I'm going to have to say this year is, uh, the ASUS Zenfone AR, uh, our brand new smartphone that is also the world's first that combines uh, virtual reality and augmented reality.
0: Well, I was going to ask you specifically about that because there's a couple different models in the Zenfone line. But ha- can you explain how those features work on that device?
4: Sure. Um, so if you, um, if you look at this phone uh, in a nutshell, it is still a very, very capable smartphone. But what we've added on is the ability to do so much more. And like, like I mentioned, this uh, notion of VR and, and AR Uh, adding to the phone is something that the consumers are extremely excited about. In order to uh, make this possible, we've really put our heads together with the engineers at Google, as well as Qualcomm. And we put together um, a hardware and software combination so um, from an end user's perspective, you can now use the phone and imagine if you want to buy that piece of furniture, a new couch for your living room, but you're not quite sure if the size will fit, if the color looks right, or if the, uh, the, the, um, the styling fits your home decor. Now through this phone and through some of the partners that we have, so in this case with furniture, uh, we have a partnership with uh, Wayfair. You can look at furnitures in your living room and visualize right in front of you what it will look like and fit. And if everything looks great, you can purchase it right from their app or from their website. And the same thing can be extended to other uh, applications. Uh, For example, if you are uh, interested in buying new garments uh, from Gap, for example, uh, Gap is also um, uh, Tango-enabled or uh, this uh, augmented reality uh, capability-ready so you can look at um and visualize what that piece of sh- um uh, what that shirt would drape uh how that would drape on your body type and whether that is the right fit or not um and of course um gaming uh, people like to play games on their phone so we haven't forgotten about that So um, the uh, AR-ready gaming uh, is also a reality today. So, uh, for example, there is partnership with uh, Mattel. Um, We can bring some of the old-school games like Hot Wheels back. Um, And then I mentioned the virtual reality aspect. Um, This particular phone is uh, Google Daydream ready. So any consumers uh, can go out and get a a Daydream headset and the controller. Along with the phone, you can start enjoying the uh, virtual reality apps or content right from that smartphone.
3: You know, Vivian, as a as a virtual reality and augmented reality guy myself, I I was very excited when I heard about this device. And the nice part is I think it's easy for some people to step back and go, oh, that's a cute gimmick, but. But the fact is when you talk about your relationships with Wayfair and how people can shop at the Gap using this, you really find there are real-life uses for this where this can be incredible, and it just shows you the potential of this. It's not about gimmick. It's not just for gamings, but there are real-world applications here this phone is absolutely perfect for.
4: Absolutely. And, you know, this is only the beginning, and this is why we're so excited. Um, there's a lot of uh, applications that extend to um, different verticals, for example, education and, and some other uh, commercial usage. And so this is not um, – obviously, we designed this with consumers in mind, um, but the, the possibilities are really limitless because of the technology that is available today.
0: You know, Vivian, on the computer side, I've always been excited about the the whole Transformer lineup. Um, this whole the evolution of the two-in-one has amazed me. And you guys have gone so far beyond what I've seen in any other manufacturer with the Transformer line. You've addressed the need for, you know, specific ports that other people are omitting. You're, you're getting the brand new processors. Can you tell us what's new on the Transformer side?
4: Yes, um, so um, the latest Transformer, uh, the Transformer book, uh, 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 Transformer Pro uh, 303, for example, uh, this is something we're very proud of. And uh, at CES, we also introduced uh, the next generation featuring all new Intel processors, and we have larger screen size uh, difference fit and finish and color combinations. On top of that, there's a lot of collaboration going on with Microsoft as well, taking advantage of the pen capability. So with the new Microsoft Ink, there's a a host of possibilities now that you um, you can imagine using that Transformer book device along with the pen. Um, we also unveil a number of new uh, laptops um, and that are also up in the alley of, uh, for the people that really want the thin and light performance, as well as uh, the connectivity that they don't want to sacrifice. Uh, for example, this year at CES, the theme from Asus is really all about a small form factor but with a larger screen size. So for example, our brand new ZenBook 3 Deluxe, it's a 13-inch laptop, but it comes with a 14-inch screen. So um, what that means is you don't have to lug around the bulk and the weight and you get the, the screen real estate so you can see a lot more. Um, on top of that, uh, this particular laptop um, is it weighs about 1.1 kilos and um, it has three USB type C ports of the three, two of them are Thunderbolt 3 ready. So what does that mean? That means you can take this very thin and light laptop and hook up to two monitors that uh, can support 4K resolution. So this is just um, you know, a tidbit of uh, some of these technologies that you can expect from ASUS this year.
3: You know, Vivian, if we're talking about Asus and we're talking about computers, uh, I'd be remiss in my duties if we didn't talk a little bit about your ROG line, Republic of Gamers. For people that don't know, obviously there are a lot of builders out there that build their gaming rigs using Asus parts. I've been doing it for years, but you guys have this incredible lineup of rigs designed specifically for gamers in your Republic of Gamers line, correct?
4: Absolutely, yes. Um, And... Uh, if I may, uh, this year we have a number of really exciting announcements of CES. So let me start by saying um, uh, last year we celebrated our 10-year anniversary of Republic of Gamers, and this year we wanted to take it to the next level. Uh, we kicked off CES uh, with the announcement that we're now in partnership with uh, an eSports team called Echo Fox. And uh, this is a very unique partnership that really extends um, everything from products to uh, gaming and esports as a whole. Um, and and you know, on the product side, uh, we unveil a new monitor um, along with the, the latest NVIDIA technology, um, designed with gamers in mind. There's a number of uh, gaming features, uh, fast refresh rate, um, high resolution, uh, things like that that we've really built into uh, the devices. We also announced a new ROG router. Um, Again, we recognize that these gamers um, that really appreciate having uh, their fast internet connectivity that is uh, interruption free. And also, at the same time, they have some very unique needs. And so you'll see that in the new ROG router. Um, There's also new ROG laptops. Uh, Let's not forget that. Uh, We have um, a a brand new refresh of our current uh, ROG laptops. First of all, featuring the Intel uh, latest Intel processor and NVIDIA graphics cards. But we've uh, upgraded a lot of them with uh, new mechanical keyboards. And uh, we added RGB lighting that has different zones so that they can customize for personal customization. At the same time, these customization actually has some tangible features. Um, now, the list goes on. We now have uh, new ROG peripherals, gaming mice, Keyboard, uh, even a mic, uh, a microphone for those streamers that really want to stream from their uh, bedroom, living room, and having the high-quality uh, voice quality that they don't want to sacrifice.
3: Well, you know, Vivian, one of the things I wanted to point out, because when people hear about great gaming rigs and laptops, desktops, uh, they, of course, they worry about the price, but I, I'm sitting, and I encourage people to go to, uh, you know, asus.com and take a look at the full lineup because the, the product selection is vast. But one of the things you guys have always prided yourself on is giving great quality products, powerful products, but at a great price point. And that goes from the transformer line to your desktops, even the ROG, you know, gaming desktops and laptops, they're incredibly powerful, but they, there's something, there's a budget there for everyone, whether you want to spend, you know, a medium budget or go full bore, there really is something for everyone there.
4: Indeed. And uh, last year we introduced um, a new series under the ROG umbrella called ROG Strix. Um, it addresses some of those uh, needs that people want an ROG feature or ROG type of styling, but they may have a certain budget in mind. Um, right. On top of that, I, I would like to comment um, that you mentioned, you know, w- when we look at uh, user experience, it, it really is a whole package. Yes, price point is very important, but having the quality, having the features that they can really appreciate, I think that goes a long way. And so our design philosophy is really all about um, giving them the best value performance uh, possible. So uh, when we look hard at what we can really add value, uh, it, really, um, it really speaks to the, the idea of design thinking, You know what gamers want, so having it incorporated into the device so they don't have to go out and spend, some, um, spend extra money that they probably didn't anticipate.
3: Well, you know what, Vivian? I have to tell you something. I know Mark and I are both looking at each other with our mouths hanging open because we see all these products here. I think you've opened up Pandora's box because we've been such Asus fans for so long. I know we have listeners that feel the same way. You guys have so many products. We're going to have to start requesting more and more from you guys that we can share with our audience for our
4: reviews. Oh, absolutely. Please let us know um, what you're interested in.
0: Vivian Leanne, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, it was an exciting CES for everybody, but I think you guys really walked away with the cake. I, I can only imagine what toys didn't make that list for CES that we don't know about yet that we're going to find out about in the in the coming months.
4: Yes, and i uh, love to uh, come back and tell you much more.
0: Well, we'd love to have you back, and I want to thank you again for joining us. We're definitely going to go hands-on with a lot of these products that you talked about, especially the Republic of Gamer stuff. I know Mitchell is salivating for that. Um, have, have a great weekend, and we look forward to having you back on the show.
1: There's more Your Tech Report after this. Welcome back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech
0: report. Marka Flalow and Mitchell Whitfield with you. Please follow along with us on Twitter. It is at your tech report. Facebook.com slash your tech report. Our email address is contact at your com. Notice the theme, Mitchell. Yes, it's all about your tech report, but
3: listen. Listen, why? this is another one of those interviews that I get really excited about. And, of course, I, I think I'm not the only one, Mark. I think you're excited as well. And technology comes in many forms. I think when people think about technology, the first thing they think of is something electronic with a screen, with a processor, and all these high-tech items. But there are many things around our home that use different technologies, and that we're seeing advancements in, especially when it comes to the connected home. But Mark, it's rare that we do an interview, and tell me if you feel the same, an interview that makes me want to redecorate my kitchen and bathroom. Do you feel the same <laughs> way? Because now I totally want to rip everything out,
0: just because of this next interview. Well, this is funny, because when I think about like you know, the smart home and stuff like that, it's rare that we actually even venture into the bathroom or the kitchen when it comes to technology. So let's, without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Michael Paloa, product manager from Moen, welcome to your tech report.
2: Hi, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being here. I mean, listen, okay, a lot of announcements from CES, long range of products. But honestly, the, the U system is the only one that got me so excited that I just started chasing people down. And, and, and bef, you know, before we even go further, can you tell people what is the U system for Moen?
2: So the U Moen Shower is the first Wi-Fi app-enabled <laughs> digital shower system. It sounds like a lot of words, but essentially it allows you to fully customize your shower experience to exactly the way you want. And you can do that either from the shower controller or from a smartphone app that you can download for free to your smartphone. Uh, endless personalization, remote activation, and even an energy, energy savings uh, capability with the system.
3: Now, Michael, let me tell you why both Mark and I are, you know, we we do this from different countries and different parts of the world. So we, we, we see each other on Skype as we do these interviews, of course, and we're both chomping at the bit to get in there and smiling and wanting to get something in to say to you. I have to tell you a little something just for, again, a bit of context. I live in an older home, okay? One of the bathrooms, our guest bathroom, which now is our kids' bathroom, the kids won't use the shower in that bathroom. Why? Because it has an old-school, kind of not-very-intuitive shower system where, number one, it's hard for them to use. My daughter's a little one. She has a hard time reaching it. Number two, finding the correct temperature has become such an issue that the kids are now using my bathroom. So in the morning, it becomes a soul cluster. I want to get them back, but having a system like this really takes a lot of those worries out of the equation, doesn't it?
2: It does, and this U by Moen shower system will solve all those problems you just talked about. So you can place the controller anywhere you want in the bathroom. So if you have little kids or or different people in the home, you can put it at any height, any location, anywhere you want to make it easy to use. The digital valve behind the wall will get that temperature you want exactly to the degree you want and maintain it throughout the entire shower. That that... all those problems you just talked about, completely solved by this new system.
0: Okay, Michael, do me a favor. So, so for, for some for some history, a little history lesson for us. How does a product like this come to be? Is y'all sitting around a table and go, "Hey, let's uh, let's uh, Wi-Fi connect our, our shower."
2: <laughs> well, so that's a good, very good question. So Moen's been in the digital shower business since 2009. We've had a product out there before, and we've gotten some good uh, feedback on it. But we want to take it to the next level, and. You know, the market is showing a desire. Consumers are looking for connected products, you know, thermostats, garage doors, locks. Everything has a connected element to it nowadays. So we thought, well, why don't we add a connected element to your shower? And it's not so much about having access to your shower every single minute of every day, but it's when you want to have access to it remotely. So think of the idea of you wake up in the morning and you roll over, you turn your alarm off on your phone. And you push a button and your shower starts up to that exact temperature you want. And by the time you get into the bathroom, your shower is ready to go. You don't even have to think about it. You know it's going to be the exact temperature you want right when you're ready to get in.
3: Now, 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 Michael, this is this is brilliant because what this does is what great technology is meant to do. Great technology is designed to make life simpler. We're not supposed to know all the back end parts and how everything works. The idea is on the user end to make this incredibly simple. So from the user perspective, you have to make sure the user interface and the way that the user, that the customer interacts with the product was as simple as possible, Correct
2: that is very correct so today and i'm sure you guys do the same everybody today has a handle or a knob in their bathroom or multiple handles or knobs in their bathroom in their shower to control the water this is now a digital controller that sits on the wall that replaces all those handles so it's much more sleeker interface but every button on the controller is specifically designed to do one action so it's very easy to use turn the shower on change the temperatures with the push of a button save two presets even change which shower fixture turns on and off with the push of a button so very easy to use very simple, not overly complex.
0: No, no, I hate to reiterate some things that we already said, but we, we we were so excited about this that we kind of glossed over some things, you know. And, and I want to give some use cases. You know, you you talked about waking up, pushing a button, and starting your shower so that when you walk in, it's a perfect temperature. What about kids who waste water? You can you can set a timer, correct? That can turn that it correct. off at a certain point so you can make sure you're saving water. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other use cases. Um, obviously, you can connect up the two shower heads. Is it? Uh, you can either do we have two different systems. We have a two outlet system, which
2: means you know think of two shower fixtures, so maybe a shower head and a hand shower yeah, exactly. or even a shower head and a tub spout, which a lot of people have in secondary baths today. Um, and then you also have our four outlet system, which is if you want to do the more higher end luxurious vertical spa application with body sprays or even a ceiling mount, um, a shower head that you might see in you know hotels or stuff like that, if you want to do that more luxurious uh, upscale bathroom, you have that option as well. And I want to go back to the timer function you talked about. so, Timer functions a great add-on to this is because, like you said, kids tend to spend a lot of time in bat- in the shower. They get in there and they just play around or they do whatever. The timer <laughs> will actually give you the ability to set exactly how long you want the shower to run and what happens when the shower reaches the end of a timer. It can either just display a notification on the screen or actually turn the water
0: completely off. That'd be kind of mean, I think, if they're mid-shower and they're like, you know, soap in their hair and suddenly the water turns I, I mean, I'd have some fun with it. I'm not going to say it's not, yeah, I wouldn't get some enjoyment out of it, Mitchell. But um.
3: No, Mark, this isn't mean at all. I think, Michael, <gasps> you have really addressed an issue here. I mean, I, I feel like I need like a dozen of these in my home. If I had a dozen bathrooms, I'd want one in every one of my bathrooms because, like I said before, I had the issues in the other bathroom. And my son, when he does come into my bathroom, he takes these 20 minute showers in the morning. Aside from the fact that they waste a lot of water, they're also wasting a lot of time when the rest of the family's trying to get to, to get ready. So this really, I mean, we're talking about a product that makes life easier, that conserves water, that can help your family schedule better, and is kind of accessible whenever you need it. It's really brilliant.
2: Yeah, we, we wanted to make sure we made it very easy to use, but also add features that make your life easier as a homeowner, and a, or in this case, as a parent, as you're talking about. So adding in the timer feature, the personalization aspects, and my favorite feature is actually the warm-up and pause mode, which we haven't addressed yet, which is
3: Ooh. when the water
2: reaches temperature... It'll actually turn itself off and wait for you to get in. So a lot of people today, and maybe you guys have this experience as well, you walk into the bathroom, you turn the handle on, and you go do something else. You know, Maybe yeah. you brush your teeth, or in my case, wake up my kids so they can get ready for school. <laughs> water is running that entire time, and it's probably running longer than it needs to. With this system, it'll actually get to that target temperature that you wanted at and wait for you to get in without wasting any excess water.
0: Now, we talked about how we like, you know, technology to be simple, but I got some behind the scenes questions here. Is is there a heating coil in the actual unit itself, or is it adjusting water temperature just like we would now with, uh, with you know, the cold, mixing the cold and the hot?
2: Still mixing cold and hot, but it's doing it through a digital valve, which has basically a, a thermistor or a thermometer built okay. into the valve that, that identifies exactly what temperature the water is, and it is constantly adjusting to meet that and hold that target temperature that you want it at. So, whether you're in there for 5 minutes, 10 minutes, or 20 minutes, as long as your hot water tank can support it, it's going to hold your exact temperature the entire time.
3: Uh, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering this That are listening right now and By the way, if you just joined us We're talking to Michael Paloa Moen Product Manager We're talking about the U-System This brilliant connected shower uh, In terms of installation Obviously, when, when you think of Any sort of plumbing installation Whether it's showerhead, sink, uh, faucet Is this something This isn't something the average person can do It's something that has to be installed Or is this a system that can be installed By someone if they're pretty handy?
2: If they're pretty handy, they could do it. It does take a pretty major remodel. You are going to have to tear out the wall that the shower is going to be installed in because you, you're going to have a hole where the handle is today that you're going to want to fill in um, to cover up that because you won't need that handle anymore. Right. You are going to have to get behind the wall to, to do some plumbing work to the valve. Um, and you want to make sure you have access to the valve for a couple reasons. One is it is AC powered. It is, uh, you need a power outlet, uh, GFCI outlet, to power the system. Uh, so that's kind of an added complexity. But from a plumbing perspective, it's pretty comparable to a standard mechanical system that you may have in your home today. Um, you also want to have access to that valve because we have an optional battery backup kit. So one of the oh. challenges we heard about from uh, consumers around digital showers was, what happens when my power goes out? And this is my only shower in the house. I can't use my shower. So our battery backup allows the consumer to finish the shower they're in, but also get a few more showers that, that week um, with on those same batteries. So again, it's another thoughtfully designed consumer benefit that we put into the system to make sure that the consumer uh, doesn't have to uh, miss out on their shower if they need to when uh, the power
3: goes out. Oh, that's brilliant. That's a big concern. The garage door and shower, two things you don't want to lose when you're going to work in the morning. And my true. garage door has the battery back up and now the shower can as well. Michael, let's talk a little bit about price point. Is there a pr- the pr- What is the price point for the system?
2: So our list prices for the two-outlet system for just the valve and controller, so you'd have to add on the shower heads or any other shower fixtures you want to put into the system. Uh, The list price for the two-outlet is $1,160, and then for our four-outlet system, it's
0: $2,200. You know, as Mitchell kind of said at the beginning, I've never had a product make me want to destroy my bathroom as I see it today more than this. It's, it's funny how, how technology kind of drives us to this. Talk about the connectivity for a second, because obviously there's an, there's an app that goes along with it. But are there existing interconnectivity with other services like IFTTT or HomeKit or Amazon Alexa or things like that planned? Uh, there's
2: nothing. It's not connected to any of those at the moment. Um, what we do have is a cloud infrastructure that Moen uh, has put into effect to do the communication between the valve and, or the, excuse me, the controller and the phone app. Um, that works off your local Wi-Fi network, and what that does is allows the consumer to. The cloud stores the settings that you program for your presets and all your shower systems. So if a power outage happens and you don't have the battery backup connected, as soon as that power is restored all those settings get pushed back to your system. Right. So you don't lose any of those great presets you've created for your
0: perfect shower. Plus, it plus also that gives allows, you the ability also down the road to add, add features and services to it.
2: That is completely, that's exactly where I was going to go next was the cloud allows us to do software updates in the future. So as we add features and functionality that's software driven, we can push those out to anybody that's connected to our system. So just like you get a um, operating system update on your phone every year or every couple of months, you can have the same thing for your shower. That's awesome.
3: Uh, Michael, as we sort of mentioned we, when we we talked before we went on the air, looking at and I suggest if you are listening to the show right now, you go to Moen.com. You will see such an incredible lineup. Uh, Moen has made such beautiful, beautiful faucets and fixtures, uh, gorgeous stuff. And down the line, I mean, I'm looking at this, Michael, and this is like uh, I'm like a kid in a candy store here. I'm looking at every collection here. So the one thing, the one takeaway is, of course, the use system is genius. Having the Wi-Fi connected shower, you can learn more about it. Once again, head to Moen.com to look at the full range of products. But we're We're going to want to have you back on the show because you guys make so many things, so many innovations in this space that we have a lot more to talk about. So we're hoping you're going to come back on and join us again.
2: I'd love to be back. Yeah, we have a lot of great products in our portfolio, um, both great styles as well as innovation products that you talked about.
1: Your Tech Report will be right back. Now, back to Your Tech Report.
0: Mark Aflalo, Mitchell Whitfield with you. Follow along on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report. Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report, of course yourtechreport.com. Very cool from connected showerheads. We're going to move on to a topic that I think we're all kind of uh, interested about. Cybersecurity is a big thing and often I find that consumers really do overlook it and can cost not only money but but time and needless headaches. So here to talk more about this is John Stewart, Senior Vice President and Chief Security and Trust Officer at Cisco. John, what a title and welcome to your tech report. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on. John, it's fun to have you on, and the reason we're having you on specifically now is because this is the 10th year that you are releasing this new cybersecurity report. And I want you to tell our listeners a little bit more about the report and what the major takeaways are, uh, kind, of, kind of on the consumer perspective, but I know this digs a lot deeper than that.
5: Sure. So uh, first and foremost, it is our 10th year, and it's a report that's based on two sets of data. The first is we're actually interviewing 3,000 business leaders globally to try and get a point of view as to what corporations are seeing. And I'll translate this a little bit to the consumer side, uh, as you were pointing out a second ago. And then the second set of data that it's based on is this telemetry footprint that we have globally that picks up attacks, it picks up, uh, say, spam emails, which certainly all of us you know, individually have experienced over time. And it introduces the the data introduces us uh, to the types of uh, maneuvers that the um, criminal action rings, for example, might be taking in order to uh, to exploit and get a hold of information or money.
0: Yep. So 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 tell me, you know, three thousand businesses. People don't realize this, but when it comes to the, the 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 IT world, these major businesses, the companies like I'm I'm guessing, you know, the IBMs of the world, the Dells of the world, the the major corporations that are actually create the backbone of the infrastructure that we use on a day to day basis for pretty much everything. We're talking about internet, we're talking about banking, we're talking about all these points of vulnerability. So I guess it's it's key to have those businesses' input, is it not?
5: It is. And part of what it usually indicates, you know, for any person, certainly, certainly your listeners as well, you know, we all own most likely some sort of share in one of these businesses. Um, so it gives you an indication of how your investment's doing. Um, but it also is a pretty good indicator of uh, what's important towards the lifeblood of, you know, certainly all of Canada, all of the Americas, all of the European countries, because this is what, all of us, you know, in many cases are employed by, or are employed by the employers that, in fact, have to take this kind of topic pretty seriously.
0: Yeah, well, we, hear, we hear a lot these days, John, about, you know, conventional crimes. Like, you though know, you turn on the news, it's not often until, quite honestly, until the election recently, that this whole, the whole you know, notion of cyber crimes really has come to light and put a bigger spotlight on it. So how often are companies being, being attacked these days, electronically? So-
5: uh, it doesn't matter the vertical, it can be consumer, retail, critical infrastructure, telcos, communications, uh, you know, the enterprise, traditional manufacturing, technology, et cetera. Uh, first and foremost, every single day, every single minute, every single second, there are attacks happening. Um, partially because uh, there's just huge volume of automated systems now that have been put into place that can do it. And part, of course, is the fact that it's a fairly decently profitable enterprise to take information or take, you know, credit card numbers, take banking records, take, you know, certainly personal information that can help, uh, help a criminal ring make money. And, and in essence, what that turns into is, hey, if there's activity, you know, that makes it profitable, there's going to be activity every single day trying to make profit. The real trick that we've determined um, that we're, we're essentially been measuring is how fast can we detect these? How fast can we insert or defeat them, and how fast does an actor or criminal team or even you know, some sort of other attacking agency um, actually evolve? And so we're measuring all of those, frankly, to help you, help your, your business, help our business, help our customers, and, and help all the employees of all those, those uh, businesses as
0: well. You know, one of the reasons this, this, this report is so important is because to businesses, you know, and to, and to people listening to the show, it, it's more than just an infrastructure. It's more than people hacking emails. It's more than it, it, this actually translates to loss of customers, which means loss of revenue. What kind of numbers do those represent in 2016?
5: Yeah, so when we did the interviews this year um, and we started asking that hard question, what we determined uh, in the feedback was nearly a quarter of the companies we talked to said they'd lost or missed opportunity in business that they could have normally captured because they'd been breached or there was a significant concern around uh, the use of the digital technology. We saw uh, almost a third of the organizations say they lost revenue. Some of that was the missed opportunity where potentially they couldn't get the sale through or couldn't get the the customer on board, but in other cases, it's the fact that because they were breached, customers walked away. And that gets to the final one, which is almost uh, 25% of the same organization say they actually lost customers. And that's, you know, that's meaningful. I mean, yeah. we're talking not small numbers here anymore, where we're business affecting, and, uh, and in some cases it might even be some of us that are the customers that walked away from a service. That talks to an evolution where, and, and I said this publicly just a little while ago in, my, in the blog and, and release that we did for the ACR, Cyber is business and business is cyber. These two are tightly linked
0: and will be probably for the rest of our lives. Well, and the second you start losing money and the second you start losing customers, I think that's when the attention kind of pops up a little bit more on the radar is a bit more effective and companies start spending more time, more money, more resources on things like identifying their weaknesses. One of those things is what this report does. It helps identify what those weaknesses are, does it not?
5: It does. And it also introduces, you know, some real data trending around, say, verticals in business, but also, frankly, global trends, things that we're starting to see that might be very important to think again about because it's been a few years. So for example, I mean, this, this is true for you and I, it, it's, uh, it's essentially the total volume of spam that's been generated this past year in 2016 reached a level we haven't seen since 2010. In fact, there were very deep drop-offs in 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15 that came roaring back in 16. And here's, a, here's sort of a startling thought. It's almost one out of every 10 pieces of spam has some sort of malicious attachment or a web link that's trying to infect the computer that it's, that it's, uh, that it's managed to get onto. And so each and every one of us who see these things, big surprise, yeah. um, should actually be highly cautious about clicking or opening because that's one out of every 10 of them we see has the capacity to actually hurt us.
0: You know, it's funny because one of the companies that I that I do work for, uh, obviously SiriusXM, that they will often, the IT department has a common practice of sending out their own spam to see what the likelihood of the employees clicking on different things. And that's one method to really kind of gauge what kind of security is out there and what the people do at the end of the day. But, you know, I, I think the perception is is that things like adware and email attacks were actually on the decline, but you're saying that's the opposite it's quite the opposite. And again,
5: this is where it's old as new again. So what I think essentially happened for the last couple of years is it became less effective for the criminal teams to actually start using this, this technique or even some of the more sophisticated adversaries. And now what it's turned into is not only is the volume up because it's essentially like throw 100 at you and just see if one works but there's also different um, capacity to put infrastructure in place in, you know, major hosting providers so that you can evolve. If the first one doesn't work, you just change the location, change the website, change the, you know, the type of technique that we're all being socially engineered to try and click through. So it's a, it's a fairly sophisticated practice, and, and that's, frankly, the most uh, you know, unsettling, I think, which every one of us can have to take this sort of back to, back to home and think through, is this is happening today, it's affecting countries. It's affecting gross domestic product. It's affecting exports. It's affecting, you know, business, and that's why I think it's evolved and elevated, uh, 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 elevated up to the executive level so fast.
0: You know, I, as John, the other consumer out there who just, you know, has a traditional email account, whether it be, you know, a, a Microsoft account with a smartphone, you know, how how cognizant of of cyber attacks should someone like that be worried about?
5: I got to tell you. Uh, Every single day, we either click something good or bad. Every single day, we actually see an email that could be good or bad. It is very, very difficult and impossible to be 100% successful in knowing what to do every single email that you're staring at, especially when we get so many of them or get so many instant messages or anything along those lines. What I would simply say is this. um, Each individual person, all of us, have a capacity to do a couple of things. Make sure our computers are up to date. Make sure there's antivirus or, uh, or the software available to us to actually protect them. Phones are the same way. Make sure you're upgrading the phones to the latest software. Make sure you're downloading apps only from the proper app stores that are authorized. And candidly, just have a little bit of caution If you see something unusual, even just a little bit, don't assume that it's just working because it showed up on your phone that it's okay or it showed up on your computer it's okay. In fact, quite the opposite. Take a moment, just slow down for a second. I know it's hard. Believe me, I'm I'm (laughs) as guilty as you are where we've got huge volumes and we're just going 1,000 miles an hour. But that one second could potentially make the
0: difference between making a right decision or a wrong one. Well, I tend to tell people, I said, common sense is probably one of the best indicators if you look at something and it it looks suspicious. And I have people who, as recently as yesterday, sent me an email. saying, Saying, "Hey, I got this from Amazon. Does this look right to you?" And you know, uh, I what I do, you know, I hover over the link and I can see right away that it's not, it's not a valid link, and there's something fishy with this email. But common sense, and really, as you said, the time, taking the time to pay attention to what you're doing, uh, will could save you a lot of heartache and stress.
5: Exactly. And, and we also, by the way, can share that with our kids. We can share that with our parents. Those are two demographics that very rarely have a chance to participate and know exactly what's good or bad and because they haven't either grown up with it natively. That would be most in many cases of our parents. And our kids, of course, are going 1,000 miles an hour just to get the click through as fast as quickly as possible and then go on to their next thing. So both groups can learn if we share with them both the, both the prior generation and the next generation. And in some cases, the kids, of course, can teach us. Um, But we won't get into that too much.
0: Now, the, the 2017 Annual Cybersecurity Report is available online. Any other takeaways that I that I haven't touched on? Ron?
5: Well, I think what what I would just simply say for your listeners is that this has now become part of our daily life, um, and it will become more and more a national discussion. It'll become an international discussion. It'll become a business conversation. It'll probably pop up even at the dinner table. So each and every one of us also can help it be better um, in order to you know keep a computer off the air that's infected and make sure it doesn't keep a phone that, you know, is essentially safe so that we don't personally have to go through the difficulty of losing identity or money or information. So, despite the fact that it looks like, hey, only big companies or maybe governments can solve this, I think it actually is quite the reverse. It's something that every single person can help.
0: John Stewart, Senior Vice President, Chief Security and Trust Officer at Cisco. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again for joining us this week. Always follow us on Twitter. It is at your tech report. Lots of fun stuff there. Thank you to our friends at ASUS. Our friends over at Moen, check out that connected shower. Very cool stuff. We're going to follow up with hands-on reviews of all these things. Again, thanks for joining us this week. We're back next week right here on Your Tech Report and yourtechreport.com.
1: You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash Report For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews yourtechreport.com
3: i'm matt cundall host of the sound off podcast the show about podcast and broadcast since 2016 we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades legendary broadcasters research wizards talent experts podcasters voice talent almost 400 stories all for free Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at SoundOffPodcast.com.
4: The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers.